everybody, here's another Tuesday night with Porter County Buzz. And uh, we're at WVLP 103.1. And uh, it's an exciting day for, uh, well, let me introduce, again, this is Greg Sims and Andy Bozak, the co-host. Hey, good evening, everyone. <laughs> I think we need something cool. We need like a buzz after the buzz, like a button. Porter County buzz, you know, <laughs> something after the show. You can work on that for next week. Yeah, just... Yeah, there we go. Yeah, and then we'll just, we'll we'll Sorry, we lost the microphone at the, yeah. at the table, and we're new to the game. Our, so. our special guest, uh, <laughs> the, who's Jessica Bailey, by the way, and uh, our Porter County clerk extraordinaire. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Really excited to have you on. We've been talking, this is our third, fourth show. Fourth show. And yep. we've been talking yep. about you for three weeks, so you know. So we've talked about nervous. People yes, expecting a lot. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. And just to touch base real quick, I wanted to remind everybody that uh, our email address, Greg, go yep. ahead and throw that out there. It's, uh, well, Porter, uh, PC Buzz at pcbuzz103 at yahoo.com so feel free to send us an email uh, suggestions comments we'll take it all and uh, if there are questions we'll address them uh, on the the probably the next show yeah I would think so yeah and I, that's I, I was asking Greg before the show how many feedback or questions and stuff we've gotten and we haven't got a lot of emails so I wanted to remind everybody we want your feedback we want you guys to tell us uh, we suck we're doing good we can do better whatever it is and tell us who you want to hear from because we will invite them right. as guests I, I know uh like i said we were, we're real excited to have jessica on today we got a lot to, to ask her so but uh yeah so email us and keep that feedback or start that feedback coming i should say absolutely <laughs> so let's get going with jessica bailey is now first of all i want you to, to say you came from a small high school yes so there's a lot of people out there that might think that people in your position have to go to a big school or they have to be a big community um, and that was not the case for you. So you want to just briefly talk about like being in a small school, how did, well, what inspired you or did something inspire you back then to put you in a seat you're in now? Um, so I graduated from Washington Township High School um, in 99. So kind of dating myself a little bit there, but it's only two years before me. I'm just going to throw that okay, out. <laughs> and, I, and I graduated in 2008. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you guys <master's> <laughs> Um, and I think there's perks to all sizes of school. Um, the small school worked best for me. I was very, very shy um, when I was in school. And so having the smaller class sizes mm -hmm. made it so you had a louder voice. Mm -hmm. I was able to do different things that I don't think I would have had the confidence to do if mm -hmm. it was a, high, a larger high school. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so if there's any people out there that are going to a small school and think they can't get involved in things, here's an example of absolutely yes, you can. And even so. she was shy. I mean, at yeah. the end, I would have never guessed that. I would have never guessed that. I've seen you at the meetings. You yelled. Yeah, so um, in my speech class, again, a room full of people I know, I fainted because I was so nervous about the speech in front of people. So, yeah, I was very shy. All right, so our next meeting, we'll have to make sure someone's trained and ready. Yeah. I'd like to see a TikTok of that one now, you know? <laughs> Thankfully, that was not that. Oh, goodness. Thank goodness we didn't have social media. <laughs> we didn't talk about some of the things that we did. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Yeah. But uh, again, welcome aboard. And uh, well, um, is there anything you'd like to say before we start firing some questions away? No, I'm just excited for the opportunity. It's okay. exciting. Haven't done this before. <laughs> yeah. Me either. Wait a second. We have a few times already. Uh, we just, <laughs> if you want to call back. <laughs> 
right. Well, here, well, the, the first question, right? Why did you get involved in politics in the first place? Now, I started with politics, um, being involved in the Portage Township Schools, uh, the school board, and I did it because I was irritated. I'm a heavy proponent for if you are going to complain about something, you need to be part of the change. And I was very irritated at some of the decisions that were being made, so I threw my hat in the ring to become part of the change. And what was that like? Uh, okay, I'm gonna make a change, you must have told somebody, and what was their reaction? I mentioned <laughs> it, and luckily for me, Glenda Owens, who had held the seat for 20, 30 years, oh, she wow. was ready to <laughs> retire. And so luckily I met with her and she, you know, shared some of the good, the bad and the ugly with me. And then I started just talking to some of my other friends and then I signed up. <laughs> so that was a school board? Yeah, for school board. Yeah. And you won that election? Yes. What are your thoughts on the school board compared to like a county uh, elected position? Is there a lot of drama? Like school board to me, oh my goodness. You're asking for that's like being in a little league board of directors. Yes, yes, the school board is very volatile. Um, sometimes we handle ourselves better than others um, because it is everything is emotional. When it comes to kids, everything is emotional. And I had two kids in the system and I was very passionate about the education that they were receiving, the opportunities that they were able to have and not just for my children, but for the rest of the school system. Hmm. So it it's passionate, and all five members of that board were passionate um, on where the money should be spent and making sure we had um, adequate teachers that could fulfill the requirements and making sure we could pay them what they needed to be paid. I mean, teachers. They're never paid enough. No, I mean, they're, they're not. And I can it's say that awesome. even with Greg in the room. Because yes. <laughs> Greg is a teacher, I will clarify. <laughs> Depends on who you ask and on what day it is. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's passionate. It's, it's. No, that's, I, I guess you're kind of lucky you're not having to deal with all this mass stuff. And I mean, because no matter what side you're on there, heated arguments going on. Yeah, and I still talk to the superintendent regularly. I talk to some members of the board and I tell them every single time, I do not envy you right now. <laughs> yeah, it's a no <laughs> No, not at all. So, and, and not to get too much off subject here, but just to talk, since we are, we've talked about township boards, school uh, boards, you, the superintendent's reporting to you guys, correct? You're correct. hiring, you're firing, and you're kind of setting what he's doing throughout, not micromanaging. Yeah. No, not micromanaging, but yes, the duties of a school board is to hire and fire the superintendent and to approve the budget. So it's the superintendent's responsibility for um, individual issues that come up okay. within the schools or concerns or hiring and firing the teachers and the principals and things like that that's not the school board's responsibility and a lot hmm. of people don't really understand that so when somebody would email you you'd have to you know there's a chain of command mm -hmm. to make sure you're following that because that's even student discipline that does not come before the school board and you guys can't overrule like if my kid got suspended he did no nope. yet i should say again we're just trying to understand all the right. units of government and kind of yeah. get the message out there and I, I know there's there's questions there so i appreciate oh, you following mm -hmm. through and i assume greg knows his superintendent really well since he's probably in trouble a lot no, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm teasing. No, I've only heard great things. We're lucky we're not on TV right now. <laughs> He'd be throwing something at me. <laughs> yeah. No, now with the school board, um, do you have districts? Do you have, I mean, who do you, who, 
Who do you have to appeal to to get elected in a school board? So in Portage, and the majority of the districts are in Porter County. Um, one of them is an appointed school board, so that's does not um, account for them. That's Valpo? Valpo right. is appointed. Right. Um, but the elected school board, while you must live in the district, you are representing the entire school corporation. So the entire school corporation votes for you. Mm. So you still have to campaign or be known throughout the entire district, but you must live in the district. But there are also at-large seats, and then those people can live wherever they want within the district. Oh, okay. Okay. And, and, are those election like, is the whole board turned over in one year or at-large a different year than the other? So you got not no, all No, I believe people at the same it time. was... <laughs> in Portage, one district and one at large, and then the next time it would be two districts and one at okay. large. So the entire board was never 100% turning yeah. over. There was always some historical knowledge on the board. Mm. Yeah, and then how do you vote for the, the president who uh, just- That's amongst the board. So then um, they reorganize just like the majority of the boards in Porter County mm -hmm. do. And so typically somebody would say, okay, I want to be president, or everybody would be like, I don't want to be president, and then draw, <laughs> draw straws. Um, but then, you know, you campaign amongst the board members, mm -hmm. and then you are elected or you're not. Yeah. Okay. See, one of the things that I find interesting, it's one of the only elected positions in Indiana that is nonpartisan. There's not a Democrat or Republican currently. Currently. Oh. And I think they're talking about potentially making that change downstate. Not putting you on the spot and asking any questions about that. I'm just kind of, huh. you know, getting some knowledge out there. Um, yeah, so right now you don't claim a Democrat or a Republican or independent, anything. I think you just Correct. are independent, right? Right. Well, you're not you're anything. Nothing. You're okay. nothing. It's a nonpartisan board <laughs> currently. Um, but... Okay, so, if people want to pull vote history, huh. they can always see. Yeah, that. you can, you can, tell, you can tell. So then, how does it work for um, if five people want to run? How do, do they go through a primary? Does it go right to a general? It goes right to the general, and you pick. So there could be several many. members, people on the general election for that. Well, I mean, it's just some of them will be district, some of them will be mm -hmm. at large. So you have to pick what you're running for. But um, yeah, you can. There was three people each time I ran for my district seat. For one spot. For one spot. And oh. the person with the highest number of votes wins. Okay. Yeah, because if it's not a primary, yeah. no. th there's a lot. That's interesting. Okay. I didn't know that. It could be a messy ballot. A big ballot. It could be yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how many years did you serve on the school? Was that four? Or six years. Six, I, okay. Yeah, it's a four-year term, so I served six years. And then I assume you served six because you got elected to something new and better? Yes. Or not better, I shouldn't say better. That was wrong. No, that would have been really weird if she would have said she caucused in. <laughs> because last week we had Jeremy Rivas here. Oh, okay. And all three of us had caucused in our first oh, election. Oh. And it was just, yeah, that's something I mean, it was really... It's very uncommon, first of all, yeah. let alone three people in the yeah, same room. Same yeah, yeah. So that's why we, yeah. But uh, and I think your caucus was with Mr. Paparazzi. It right? was, yeah, yeah for yeah, state rep. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was is unique. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think everyone should go through that. <laughs> but well, that's uh, another headache. <laughs> yeah. So back. So, so Jessica ran for the school board. She won, and then you ran again and won. Mm -hmm. And then somewhere along that way, you wanted more. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. The county one. Um, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Once again, I was irritated and wanted mm. change. And 
So I was not happy with some of the decisions that were being made on the election board. And mm. if you're a clerk, you get an automatic seat on the election board. So when it was in 2018, it was the year for clerks to run. So I ran for clerk. Now, again, did that, was that another conversation with somebody of what were you thinking? Like, a, why do you want to do this? Or yes, you'd be great. Or did you have to, I mean. Um, I was reminded of my displeasure with the, with the election board and hmm. some things that were being done. And I was like, and they're like, okay, it's up. Are you going to put your money where you your mouth is? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'll do it. Oh, yeah. Did you know, like, so when I got involved in the county council, we've talked mm -hmm. about this before, didn't really understood, understand exactly what the county council did. Did you know, like, all the ins and outs? Because I know the clerk does, oh my goodness, so many things. Yeah, no. Uh, and I don't <laughs> think anytime you run for an elected position <laughs> no. that there's any way to find out all the little intricacies right. that you do, that yeah. you're responsible for, whether it's school board council, I don't, it doesn't matter what it is. There's not a handbook that will be able to define what the roles are. Right. Have someone be able to understand it the day that they walk in, yeah. it's just impossible. And I imagine too, with the inspiration of each individual, you're gonna, some are gonna do more about that job than others. Yeah. So that, yeah, absolutely. You know, different right. things I'm sure you would target versus if I was in that position that I would target. That's all interesting right. to me. Yeah, yeah. Can you kind of tell it, and, and yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. skip it out, no. what does a clerk do? Exactly. Yes. What is a clerk? <laughs> The clerk is responsible for all the paperwork that comes down from the courts. So we have a court in Valpo, the main courthouse, and then we have North County where there's two courts. And that's important. And that's right? important. Mm -hmm. And then we have the juvenile detention center where we have a court as well, and that's out on 130. Yeah, on two. Uh, round two, round, round two. two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, right. down. down the street from the old yeah. Fetless. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yep. And so they each kind of do different things, but they all do similar things. Uh, so we handle all of that, all of that paperwork, and then we also, in addition to the six judges, we also have three magistrates and a commissioner. Wow. So then we have quite a bit going on in our court system. Um, anytime you need to file for uh, marriage, marriage. <laughs> yes. Well, divorce, right? Yes. The Marriage, separations, divorce, adoption, traffic adoption. tickets, I didn't think of that. traffic tickets, um, mm. estates, probate, wow. anything that goes in front of the. So you've got a lot of paperwork. It oh yes, like. we have a lot of paperwork. Oh. Even though we're paperless, <laughs> we have a lot of paperwork that we handle. Um, and then, in addition to that, the clerk is also in charge of the elections. So your records, once you got all these, do they go to the, the records department to be scanned and all that stuff? Or do you file them away and you don't have to tell us where the secret room is or anything? I'm just... <laughs> There's actually a trap so we door. Have, <laughs> we have a records department, which handles the more current records. And then we have an archive department that we actually just started. And they're dealing with like documents from 1800. So still on the onion paper, they have to unfold them. They have wow. to clean them. Wow. Um, a lot of really cool documents. And I'm super excited that we just started that. If you see um, any with Greg's name on it from back then, let me know. <laughs> that's it. I'm done today. That's Whoa, my God. Sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You said it five times last week. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, that's super interesting, though. And I, I think I've seen one of those rooms where you kind of turn the wheel and the whole cabinet moves and it looks like a wall moving. And it's like, oh my goodness, there's a lot of paperwork in there. Yes, we have a lot of paperwork. And then do you deal with the recorder? Do they record anything or is that not, that's a whole different thing? That's a whole other thing. They record some things and the clerk's office records okay. other things. So they do more property. Um, mm from as much as I understand of it. Understood. And then we do more court documents or record. Um, so you got the interesting ones. We, yeah, some very interesting things. And it's very interesting to see, you know, from the archive department at what was considered a crime to what is now considered maybe mental health. Oh, So to see how all of that evolved. Can you, do you remember one off? Yeah, I know this is, you know, we didn't know. Can Would you, you think of one? Yeah. ADHD? It was a crime? ADHD it was, it was used crime. to be a crime? It was, it was insanity. Oh my goodness, that would have been done a long time ago. Ah, I think I would have been too, yeah. You know, they, wow. Women that talked out of turn, perhaps, wow. were declared insane, so I probably wouldn't be here. <laughs> and, and who would be the one charging them, or would it be the sheriff? Would it yeah, be the sheriff normally? Okay, mm -hmm. wow. Yeah. It's very interesting to see these. And um, huh. the deputy that's in charge of the archive department, she's starting to write blogs. So we're going to have blogs on our website oh, and on our Facebook page. So it's going to be super cool. And can yes. these records be accessed by the general public? Like, I can go to Indiana, my court case, or whatever it is, and mm -hmm. see some records. Is, yes. Are those your records that are being put on? Yes, them? those are our records. Not everything can. Some things are, are declared confidential, especially mm -hmm. if they have a social security number, if it involves a minor, or something like that. Then those are confidential and uh, not put up on my case. But yes, if you're interested in when your court date is, how much your fees are, what is going on in your case, what's been filed, what hasn't been filed, you can go to my case and look all that information up on your case. Or if your wife tried to hide a speeding ticket from you, you can find it on there, believe me. <laughs> now, is it, is it is a speeding ticket? I, not that I had one, but if you are found not guilty of that, is it still on the record? Yes, it's still there. Okay. It would have to be expunged wow. in order for it to not be there, but if it was expunged, we couldn't tell you if we had it or not. Oh, once really? it's expunged, you actually, the record goes away. It's not really... Well, it goes away for... Most people. I see. That's okay. So you'd be able to see it, but you wouldn't be able to tell somebody that you saw it. Only certain people within the office have rights to be able to see expunged cases. Interesting. So not even everybody yeah. within the office. Wow. But if somebody calls and says, oh, I had this case expunged, we can't even acknowledge that it was there. No kidding. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah, your job's a lot more interesting than I thought. Not that I thought it was <laughs> not interesting before, but I was like, oh, she does court documents and elections. That's well, you know, if you've ever gone up there and visited with her, you know, you might know it. The you whole know? time I was there, I was kicked out of that. <laughs> well, and the other thing is, is that we collect all the fees. So all the court fees, and then we oh, are in charge cool. of then keeping a record of what fees go to what department. So your court costs, your traffic fees, adoption fees, I mean, you name whatever the fee is that we're collecting, we then have to disperse it. So it's an awful lot of child support. And that all goes to the auditor to, to verify yes. it. Does it go through the treasurer too? Is she involved? So we do all of our reports of collection. Then we take our reports of collection and our check and we take it over to the auditor's office. The auditor's office then looks and says, yes, that number matches this number. This is These are our accounts. This is accurate. And then together we take it over to the treasurer's office and we give them the check. Wow. Okay, so, so that's I mean, a great check and balance. Get some and exercise and along the way. Yeah. <laughs> and every month we make an appointment and we do this every single month. So wow. we get to know them quite well. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people understand, and I mean, I didn't before I got involved, how it, uh, the departments interoperate and how closely mm -hmm. you guys work together. I mean, 
from from the working with the auditor to the treasurer to the the building department. I mean, to to keep up oh, your offices. Yeah, and we stuff. keep facilities busy. Yeah. Quite <laughs> often with the things that are you know we constantly need all of our boxes moved or you know one of our cabinets will break. Or and you guys are in the old courthouse, correct? Or did you guys move out of there? Yes. So we are in the old courthouse in Valpo, and then also North County, mm-hmm. and then also juvenile detention, and then the elections offices in the administration building. So mm-hmm. you're dealing with a, the cool old building, but also dealing with the negatives that come with that mm-hmm. smaller rooms, less windows, less storage stuff. And we did throw in some money, so we did some upgrades a few years ago. Did that impact you guys positively, or? <laughs> Yes and no. So we got work to do. Now's the time to talk about our rooms here. Our windows are fantastic. We can see out them, and it helps that not everybody can see in because that's kind of scary. We don't always deal with people on their happiest of days, so it does make us feel better that the windows are tinted. However, they are still quite drafty. So it gets a little cold when, like, the back of you is freezing, and you know it's it's interesting. So we're trying some different things out with that. Um, You know. The elevator is, it's... Old? Yes. <laughs> Old and well, shaky, and I will most definitely prefer to take the stairs. Uh, I've never been in that elevator. But, I've taken the stairs every time. Yes, I prefer the stairs, but I'm not going up to the fifth floor, so... <laughs> yeah. They might have a different opinion. <laughs> true. true. Now, how many people are under you? Uh, you got to have a pretty big staff. I have 40. On the regular basis. If it's an election year, there's a lot more. Wow. How, how big do you bloom? I mean, because when you say an election year, uh, the poll workers, those are all under you, correct? Correct. So those are ah, That's yeah. going to hold them huge. So you figure just on the election day, there's some extra roughly 500 people mm-hmm. that are there for one day. And then you have the early vote workers, which are hired for the month before. And you figure if we have five locations, it has to have two people per location, but some of them have extra boards. So there's a, like usually another 14 people and they're hired for the whole month before. And then we also hire extra office staff because when you're getting 100 absentee applications or ballots come in per day, you need extra people. Hmm. Um, we also have people who work our vote mobile. So there's another- Well, I forgot about the vote mobile. That's, that, that's new, newer. Yes, yep, that yeah. was 2020. Um, that was our big project and uh, it went really well. We we learned what kinks we needed to work out and we did and um, it, it worked out really well. It very much helped to disperse the crowd uh-huh. during the pandemic. So mm-hmm. that was very helpful. I know I saw you guys twice in Burns Harbor. You might've been there more. That's just where I, I, I live right there. So I came down and um, yeah, there was, there was a line of people. It was moving quickly and it was cool to see. You know, people were just sitting in a Luke's gas station getting their vote on, you know, and then going and leaving, taking off. So yep. it was kind of nice, nice ordeal. I think yeah. it was a good And we were time. also able to use that, especially in 2020, with the influx of early voting, we were able to send a bipartisan team around to all five of the early vote locations and pick up their ballots. So then the board, which are the two people that check you in and help you with your voting, those people used to have to work an eight hour day, 12 hours, depending on which day it was, and then bring all of their ballots back to the administration oh, office. Goodness. So then they would have to drive together because it's a bipartisan team mm-hmm. and you have absentee ballots, so you have to be together. They would leave their location, drive to the administration center, check in all their ballots, drive back so they both people get their cars, <laughs> drive home, and then come back a couple hours later. And I mean, I'm sure you can, can um, 
relate after an eight hour day your brain's pretty much done mm -hmm. so having to check everything in alphabetically and by number it was a tedious process so luckily we had the vote mobile we had a different team that would go pick up these ballots so those board members did not have to do the back and forth as soon as their shift was done they could leave and I think from my perspective, um, you know, watching you over the past three years now in this position as the clerk and seeing the voting stuff, I've seen a lot of positive. I've seen a lot of um, things that are more efficient than they were in the past. And uh, I just would compliment you on that. That's I think things have gone very well with the elections. And, and I would I would uh, reiterate to the positive. The environment is is right. whole yeah. different. And it's it's refreshing. Thank you. It's yeah. been a lot yeah. of work, but it's a lot of work for quite a few mm -hmm. people. The directors work nonstop. They truly work nonstop. Even if they're not in the office, they are working. And you have two directors, right? Yes. One, one of each party? Yes. Okay. Yep. So, and that's done by design. We had a special Indiana code written just for Porter County in 2019. <laughs> and that established our election division. So now where the election board used to be just for elections and then there was voter registration. Now it's Porter County elections and registration. So we're now a five member board. And then we have um, a director of elections and an assistant director of elections. Oh, that's awesome. And who's, who's on your board? Can, can, are we getting too far? Yeah, no, um, it's a five member board. So the clerk, so myself, and then Paul Rausch and Jeff Chinister, and then Ethan Lowe and um, Dave Banks. Okay, and they're appointed positions? Yes, the, aside from the clerk, they're appointed. So each each party chairman gets to select two representatives for the election board. Okay. So it's a bipartisan board, and when we're approving polling locations or doing well, polling locations primarily, it has to be a unanimous vote. So uh, that means everywhere the vote mobile goes, all the early vote locations, all the polling locations, all of that mm -hmm. has to be approved unanimously. And so when we're starting the conversation of moving to vote centers, it doesn't really change because vote centers would also have to be approved unanimously. Same, same thing. And so hmm. it's not one party over the other party, regardless of who is in control by numbers. Mm -hmm. It has to be unanimous. Well, I think you guys work very mm -hmm. well. I mean, from what I, the, the outside looking in, it seems like you guys have been oh, working absolutely. very well. And even from the inside, well, yeah. looking inside. Yeah, we do, we do. Um, we recently had some um, guests join us from the public and they were talking and they had no idea which of us were which party and That's awesome. mm -hmm. they yeah. just so happened to rub the member of their party the wrong way with some of the um, inaccurate information that they found on the internet well. and afterwards they then found out and they're like whoa <laughs> didn't see that coming <laughs> no, we, didn't. we are all very passionate about elections and we want to make sure that it is fair for all Porter County residents and right. party politics aside we don't even I love that. And it seems like both parties are represented and both parties have that voice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and that check and balance, you know. Mm -hmm. You heard all this stuff going on in Detroit with ballots being counted in the back. And in Porter County, our ballots are counted with, can you go over that? There's representation. Yes. Well, but before both. we go into that, this is WVLP 103.1. <laughs> so, and you're listening to the Porter County Buzz. And again, you can uh, email us at PCBuzz103 at yahoo.com. Okay, here we go. Yes, so absentee ballots, that's always um, a hot topic. So in Indiana, if you want to do absentee by mail, that's when it comes to you in the mail. Um, when you're voting early, that's actually called absentee in person. Oh. So there's two different absentees that we're talking about here. 
So actually, there's three if you have travel board, but we'll get into that somewhere. <laughs> well, well, I want. I'm going on vacation. So what do I need to do during the election to have an absentee ballot? So if you're not going to be in Porter County on the day of the election, currently, <laughs> during just the election day, there is there's some things going on downstate <laughs> to change. Things, oh, okay. Currently, currently, yes. As of today. If you are not going to be in town, that would give you the ability to vote absentee by mail. Mm -hmm. So you would fill out your application. You can either do that by downloading the application. You can mm -hmm. ask your party representative or you can go to indianavoters.com mm -hmm. and submit your application there. Online. Online. Okay. So then we will get your application and then we you know, verify your address and make sure that everything's mm -hmm. where it's supposed to be. And then when it comes to the day that we can mail the the ballot then we have to make sure that it's a bipartisan team issuing that ballot mm. so for the primary you will have to pick whether you want nonpartisan, which is only if there's a referendum mm. or if you want a democrat or a republican because ballot because mm -hmm. in indiana you have to declare a party in order to mm -hmm. vote in the primary so then we have a bipartisan team issue the ballot so they look at the application they look to see what kind of ballot you want they look to make sure that that's the ballot they're giving you they initial on the back of it one for each party okay. then they put it in the envelope and they mail it and it's a self-addressed stamp envelope right and why is that so that you can mail it back and it does not cost you anything oh that poll tax that nasty <laughs> poll tax yes so, <laughs> so then when we receive the ballots and again it's a bipartisan team opening up the ballot they will check to make sure the ballot's there. They will mark it in um, the statewide voter registration system that we received your ballot. So you can actually go into indianavoters.com and mm. see the day we received your application, the day we mailed your ballot, and the day we received your wow. ballot. Huh. So you know that we have it. And then we check it in, and then it goes into a locked room that is under surveillance 24 hours a day wow. until the day that we go to count it. And then when mm -hmm. we go to count it, we will now, as a change in procedure, we were doing it at the administration building. However, that is just not the most ideal small. location. It's very small. Mm -hmm. We can't fit as many people in. You'd figure when we're, you're doing 50,000 ballots, you need to have room for multiple teams. Right. So that's central count. And so now we load up all of the absentee ballots in locked and sealed suitcases or bags or something and then we have the sheriff's department follow us well usually one in front and one in back to mm. where we do central count wow. and then again it's under surveillance 24 7 when they're unloaded and then when we start central count we will mm. unseal with again another bipartisan team Good. to mm -hmm. look at it mm -hmm. and to make sure that it was sealed to start with and now we're unsealing it mm -hmm. and everybody sees it where are you guys doing the central comment, or is that private? We do it at the Expo Center. Oh, okay. That's our, you guys done that already? Yeah, we've done that already. That's where we are now having all election night return and everything done. At oh, the no kidding. Right. Okay. The Expo Center. So they have huge area with social distancing. We can spread mm -hmm. everyone mm -hmm. out and they have plenty of room for extra tables. If we decide we need to set up another team, we also have all of our um, extras for our poll workers that we mm -hmm. hire, they all have to report to the Expo Center mm -hmm. at 5 a.m. And then if something happens and we need to send them out, it's one location that we can do everything at. 
can pull, like if, say I wasn't on the ballot, I have nothing to do with anything, I just want to come watch and make sure that everything's legit to me. Are, is the general public welcome to inspect the counting, or is that no, or is that something you don't advertise and it's quiet, like, that I just busted out? I don't know. <laughs> um, the party chairmen are allowed to um, appoint people okay. as watchers. Um, besides that, no, not really, but it is under surveillance 24-7, so you can request the tape okay. if you'd like to watch oh, it. Oh, I am not okay. requesting it. I was just asking. <laughs> just, just like for election night return, we have yeah. one room open. So that's the other beauty of having in the election, mm -hmm. or at the Expo Center, is we can air wall off, and then the smaller room, we open that up, and they can watch the results on the um on the screen come in, right? Mm -hmm. But um, you know, most people have internet or whatever. But um, that's at least where the press will sit okay. as well. And then we print the results. We send them so that they can be updated on our website, updated to the statewide voter registration system. And then we, I walk in and I put them on the table and run away. Because <laughs> that's oh. when the media are okay. wanting to see what the results are. And I'm not put, giving it to any one representative. They can. Pick it out themselves. So you're on the ballot this year, right? Correct. It's going to be a little different mm -hmm. as far as overseeing things because you are the lady in charge. You should be in charge, but um, what's what's different? Because uh, you so, can't be inspecting your own ballots, I assume. Correct. So according to state code, I can absolutely do every single thing I've done. Before. Oh, okay. I believe perception is reality. Mm -hmm. So will I be in the office and making sure that everything's done and lending a helping hand? Mm -hmm. Yes, because if my employees are working 16 hours days, I'm going to be there. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think it's fair for me to be sitting at home in my jammies and they're still working right. super late. So I'll find something, whether it's checking in a ballot, which just means that you said, yes, we received it. It's uh -huh. not touching the actual ballot. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So I would, I'll do that. I'll. Um, alphabetize the applications yeah. for them because everything is done in mm -hmm. precinct and alphabetical order. So you have to find out which precinct they're in and then put an alphabetical order there. So I'll do things like that. Um, my signature is typically on the back of the ballot with my seal and that cannot be because that, you know, gives you name recognition. Mm -hmm. Oh, it can't be your seal? Mm -hmm. right. No, it'll be a generic Do you want to use Andy Bozak? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you can one of those and I'll ask the second. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but that's the biggest change is that the, my name can't be anywhere on the ballot except for underneath the candidate list. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Do I? I, I know you got some questions. Oh, no. I, I'm well, sorry. Well, I keep thinking of things that I was talking about, but you got some great ones. No big too. deal. No, yeah. we're all good. I, it was just a guide. But uh, talk about vote centers. Mention, uh, or let's talk about the vote centers, what they are, what they do, why. It's a change, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. So, <laughs> That's what I yeah, so currently, the 28 days before the election, all the Porter County residents are able to participate in what we call early vote or absentee in person. So that means regardless of where you live, you can go to any of the early voting sites, whichever one's closest to your home, work, shopping center, whatever it is that you're doing, and stop in and vote as it's convenient to you. But on election day, Porter County is precinct-based, which means you are assigned one location and you must go to that one location between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. to cast your vote. Vote centers would more align and make Porter County more consistent by allowing you to go to any of the polling locations on election day just like you can during early vote. You're no longer assigned to a certain polling location. And is that change passed or is that just a discussion? Or We have, the election board has passed um, the idea 
and then the election board has passed the plan. We're currently in the 30-day public comment okay. portion. So our next meeting, um, we've been receiving some public comment, and then we will take those comments. I'll give them to. The, I've been collecting them to give to the board. Then, based on those comments, we can um, choose to amend or not amend the vote center plan. And then we go to the. If it approve is approved unanimously from the election board, mm -hmm. then we go to the commissioners and the council at their next meeting in order to have a majority approved. Oh, so it'll have to go through the council as well. Yes. But only majority, not only not majority. unanimous. Right, right. right. Well, but it's just interesting because I know we're the financial arm, but yeah, I guess it's another check and balance. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Which is wonderful. Right. Yep. Right. Oh, that's great to hear. And to me, I, maybe I'm speaking out of turn here, but I feel like voting centers are more convenient. It's, you know, if I work, and I do, I work in Chester, I live in Burns Harbor. I had to vote in Burns Harbor before, so I would have to go home on my lunch and vote there because mm -hmm. I wasn't waking up early. Okay. <laughs> Let's clarify. Um, Let's be real. Yeah. So, but I, I do like that. You know, if you're in Valpo, or um, you know, I was at the time when I'm campaigning uh, on the campaign trail. I was, you know, I was at the school in Valparaiso because they had a good turnout there, and that's where I was kind of greeting people. I could go in and vote. Obviously, with my shirt taken off, doesn't say vote for Bozak, that kind of thing. No campaigning, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think that's a great thing. So I'm really happy to hear that. What kind of negative or positives have you heard for feedback? What are people saying? Um, the majority of the negative just is people that aren't completely understanding the process. Mm -hmm. Because we've gone from what was 61 locations to what we're proposing is 44 locations. That's a sticker shock for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. However, we have a lot, like the Campbell Street Corridor. It's mm -hmm. like every block there was a polling location. <laughs> and people were so confused because... They lived right here, and they couldn't vote at the door next to them. They had to go somewhere else and vote, yeah. and it was just very confusing. Mm -hmm. But now, they can go anywhere. So right. where there was a church and there was a school, we chose the school. It's public. We know it's ADA accessible. And they're closed on election days now, right? The majority of them are closed. Well, not East Porter days. County. East, East Porter County's not. Really? Yeah, okay. not yet anyway. East Porter County yeah. and Hebron are both open. Um, but we are, if this is approved, we are planning to reach out to their superintendents and their school boards and let them know. It's a safety risk. Yeah. It is. It is. Um, Hebron was very good with their referendum last year. We had a straight in and straight out. So mm -hmm. we didn't come across any of the children. So well, see, when I ran in 2018, I was at Jackson School um, and, and kind of out there, and uh, they were holding school at the same time, and there was a parent yeah. that was blocking the kids, and it just it seemed to me, you know, with all the security risks and locking schools down and school shooting stuff like that, you know, you shouldn't really be mixing uh, having all those private citizens or public come into mm -hmm. a building like that, unsecured. Right, and while I. I've seen both sides on the school board and on, you know, because schools, for the most part, prefer that elections not happen in their buildings because <laughs> of that. Yeah. However, there are very few public buildings that are large enough and equipped enough, especially with parking and things mm -hmm. like that. True. That right. needs to be a, still an option for us. So e-learning or scheduling the day off, especially now that everyone's gone through the pandemic, everyone knows how to mm -hmm. do e-learning. So, Hopefully, I got two kids that know how to fail at e-learning. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't learned how to cheat yet, oh, huh? Oh man, but my daughter's amazing yeah. at it. <laughs> She's a smart one. <laughs> 
No, that, that's yeah. really great to hear. And and so when you guys are talking about these 44, you said, mm -hmm. new locations, mm -hmm. you're talking about closing some of the smaller, underutilized ones and the right. ones that are on top of other ones. Yes, so, yeah. all the ones that are duplicative, we're trying, we're trying to do away with just because we're going with the one with better parking, more accessibility, mm -hmm. um, where we had the option between a school and a fire station or a fire station and a library, we're going with the non-fire station because it's difficult for them um, to have random public looking at their trucks and making mm -hmm. sure, you know, what if they right. can touch something or what if there's a call in the middle of it right. and make sure you're not going to run anybody over. Right. Um, so it is a little bit scary. So we tried to get rid of as many of the fire stations as we could just because of the safety factor. Um, we also tried to add locations with higher traffic. And I, I, I can't speak about last year because I, I really didn't pay attention, or the, excuse me, two years ago. Um, but right now, pe finding people to work is hard. So mm -hmm. going down to less location is a, a better thing for the county as a whole. And, and in regards to, we're having trouble finding people, correct? Yes, the well, ideally, <laughs> Sorry, you guys both Had you gone to one of those meetings, right. you would know this answer. You guys know everybody well. You may not appreciate the answer because you're on the console and the financial But I get it. I get it. If we are able to go down, yeah. that would be a bonus and a bonus mm -hmm. that we save. However, we are bud budgeted for the full amount of poll workers and we are intending on using the full amount of poll workers just in a different way. So where before, if members of the opposite party didn't show up, that polling location would have to shut down. Mm -hmm. Now having extra people there, planning for extra volume, still wanting it to go efficient and mm -hmm. low volume as much as we can, but still getting the population in and through, we want to have extra people at these locations. So what would, used to be a five member board may now be a seven member board. So we may not go down in the number of poll workers, but they are going to be utilized in a different way. And you won't be scrambling like, exactly. hey, I need 10 for tomorrow. Right. <laughs> you know? right. Yep. What, where, what do you, where are you at? Uh, where are you guys at pay-wise? Because I think it's more attractive. In 18, we raised it, didn't, right? right? In 19, 19, we, in raised 19 it, yeah. we raised it. And um, we haven't raised it again since then. But we are in the top third. It's a couple board. hundred bucks, 200 bucks or something? Yeah, so I mean, it's $150 for a clerk position, okay. uh -huh. and then you get $50 for attending class if it's during the primary, and then you get $20 for meal, so you're getting $220. Yeah. If mm -hmm. you're- It's a 12 hour day, right? Yes, roughly. Well, a little bit more. A little bit more than well, yeah. get there at five, and then you have to wait until everyone's out of there and you close down your okay. polling location. So the returning judge, um, so the inspector is a member of one political party, and then the returning mm -hmm. judge is the opposite political party. Again, a bipartisan team mm -hmm. that has all the ballots and all of the mm -hmm. records and needs to deliver back to us. Um, so that returning judge, because their day is going to be a little bit longer, they get an added $15 to that. 15 one five? One five. Man, your council's tough. Now, now, you <laughs> now, you know what the coolest thing about any of those jobs on election day, do you know what it is? No, no, I'm excited to hear. You got to say, hear ye, hear ye. The polls are now open. And if you have a bell, that's even better. You ding, 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 ding. My son was yes. so disappointed in 2020 when we ran last time. We were at Portage and he came out and he said, here, you here, real quiet. And I'm like, my son is. <laughs> that wasn't official. I was like, oh no, we'll have him redo it. You're right, it is so cool. Yes, it is absolutely. Cool. Yes. And those that won't, 
you know, awaken super early to get there at 6 a.m., yeah. they deserve a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be part of Jessica's training going forward. Yeah, I think you should practice that. Have the, the groups practice that. On uh, the first day of early voting, I'd like to go and to make sure everything's good, like seamless, we always have one of um, either the directors, myself, or somebody else in the leadership position at one of at each of the polls. Uh -huh. That way everything's open and I like to record them. Oh especially when there's a lion stuff opening up the polls and then I'll post it on our Facebook. Oh no, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah it's just a cool time. tradition. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what's cool. You guys have started getting that messaging out there using Facebook, the social media. I don't know if you're on TikTok. I'm not so I don't think we're not allowed good. to be on TikTok and oh, we're not allowed to be on oh. Snapchat. Really? Because you can't archive it. Oh, but we have Instagram. Okay. Um, we want to do a Facebook or a Snapchat filter because then there's nothing to archive. It's just, but Snapchat's done a good job the last couple of years with the elections oh, yeah. where you mm -hmm. can put the I voted on it. So we haven't really needed to, hmm. but um, I think it'd be fun for uh, like at the Porter County Fair. Mm -hmm. We have all of our stuff out at the Porter yeah. County Fair for uh, outreach and showing people the machines and what they can do. Then. Have you guys picked out the I voted stickers for this year? Because I know that's a big reason a lot of people So yeah, we are kind of designing new ones. We want to make sure we get through our old ones. But awesome. my favorite is the future voted sticker, which all the little the ones get to wear. Oh, that is mm -hmm. awesome. Well, yeah, you know why Andy's upset about his? Because he wanted to say I voted for me, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that didn't exist. That's it's right. <laughs> Kids are, and the, the kids are excited to go to the, to vote sure. with dad and mom and they get that sticker. So that's that's really cool. And it's a great tradition and it gets them engaged and excited yeah. about voting. And we mm -hmm. want everyone to cast a vote. You know, our last election cycle, which is a four-year cycle, we were about 37%. That's sad. What was it, uh, well, what is the highest since you've been in office? What is our highest percentage? Um, in 2020, I believe it was about 67%. 67, came wow. came up with music. I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> It's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys will be looking for polling workers, and I'm assuming they can just go to your website, porterco.org, and, and find uh, your link and, and yes. sign up. Yes, so on our Facebook, you can find one of the posts that say click here to be a poll worker, and you can um, submit your information, or you can go to the website directly and do it. Mm -hmm. um, you can also go to your party chairman. So party chairman get the mm -hmm. first round of picking our poll mm -hmm. workers, okay. and then after their deadline comes, then we get to fill all the vacancies. And you can be young, right? Like 15? 16. 16? Okay. Yep. So mm -hmm. 16 and 17 can do it. Um, and they get excused from school yes. for that, too. Yep, they get excused well, from school. Well, if they're in school, if it's right. e-learning, you know, but still. Right. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of the times they get extra credit. They also get a paycheck. You're right. So, yeah, it's not a bad so gig. I'm going to sign up my yeah. kid when he's 16 because I want half of that. <laughs> <laughs> my now, daughter's pretty bummed that she doesn't get to do it this year. No, she, oh, because you're on the ballot. Oh, yeah. oh. that's true. There's, wow. there's, there's certain rules as a candidate you find out. Right. And you can't hold the door open for someone at a polling place if you have a vote for Bozak shirt on. It's an older gentleman. I was holding the door. Yeah, I got yelled at for that. Don't do that. Yep. Huh. Especially if you're in within the shoot, so mm -hmm. stay 15 yeah. feet out. Right, yeah. right. I'll be darned. Now, the, um, Election office. That I was there a couple weeks ago, and he, they were looking for some part-time help. Are they still looking? Did they find anybody? No, we did not find anybody. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Maybe there's some of the listeners that would love a part-time gig. Yes, we are looking for multiple part-timers. They would be um, responsible for phones, checking in ballots, um, all election help, helping candidates um, mm -hmm. when candidates do their filing, accepting the files, looking up. Um, 
if we have vote setters, it, of course the phone calls will go down a little bit, but a lot of times people call them like, I can't remember where my precinct is. Mm -hmm. And then you have to tell them what the precinct is. And you know, sometimes you give them directions to it, whatever. But yes, we're in the part of, I think what the concern is, is that it says seasonal. Well, mm -hmm. it's not really seasonal. There is the potential to work year round. Oh, because okay. we, we need people, especially with um, charging our equipment. That's mm -hmm. another thing that could be done. We have our, um, and what are the hours? So what are you looking for? 20 hours, 50, 30 hours? What are you looking for? We can go up to 27. 27, okay. Mm -hmm. And the, is there a starting pay or is that a range? It so, would range between 13 and 15. Okay, so it's an acceptable starting oh, pay. Oh, yeah. Thing, yeah. You know? um, so that's, that seems like pretty good. And it's Monday through Friday? Monday through Friday. Um, mm -hmm. As we get closer to the elections, there may be some Saturday hours. There may okay. be some evening hours. But again, the more employees we can get during the day, the less work there is. Mm -hmm. Well, and the biggest yeah. benefit is they get to work for you, and then Greg and I will swing by the office and say hi every once in a while. Sure. Sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> so how does somebody apply for this job or the, these jobs? They can submit their resume in the county application directly to uh, the elections office at elections.portorco.org. Or um, they can swing by the office and drop it off, which is okay. um, Suite 105 in the administration building, the big white building downstairs from downtown. It's right down the hall from the health department. Correct. So that's the easiest way for people to. Mm -hmm. And see. on, I mean, you won't miss it because all of the windows are red, white, and blue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, and you are listening to WVLP 103.1 FM, and the show is Porter County Buzz. Bzzz, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we are we're on Tuesdays at six to seven, and also Saturdays we rebroadcast at eight p.m. So you can hear us twice a week. And that was Greg Sims. And I'm Andy <laughs> Bozak, and we're, our guest today is our uh, Porter County Clerk Jessica Bailey. Yes. And uh, yeah. we've been picking her brain, so I hope you guys have followed, <laughs> followed all these questions. Yes. Yeah, so what else? You guys got any new projects or anything going on besides mm -hmm. this election? I mean, you're kind of dealing with all that headache, right? Yeah, right now we're still focusing on the vote centers, and then that's our big deal. And then after that, it'll be advertising and making and marketing and making sure that everybody is aware that they can vote anywhere in Porter County. Um, how are, you, are there any plans on how to advertise that, or are you? We're going to utilize social media. We are mm -hmm. actually... Um, Last year we put, or I'm sorry, in 2020, we put some information in the tax bills. So mm. we are working with our Porter County Treasurer to do that again. Mm -hmm. I actually was emailing with her earlier today. And then um, we're looking at, um, of course, radio advertising with mm. local radio. And um, we're gonna try maybe billboards. We're really pumping out, like hoping the candidates will, you know, in, Include all yeah. this information in their mm -hmm. handouts, reaching out to um, the party chairman. Pretty much word of mouth and advertisements. We're going to do mailers mm -hmm. for everyone. So everyone who's registered to vote in Porter County will get a postcard. Oh. We're going to. Um, Popcorn Fest? Yes. Parade? Yeah, maybe. Now you're signing up for things that you don't want to do. <laughs> but you said it. So we do have that it van. It all goes back to manpower. Yeah. Oh, no, okay. I would love to have um, them in the parade, but they're all kind of involved. And they have you know kids, so they may be in the parade with right. their kids. Or mm -hmm. It's hard to... Um, to get that done, but I think a booth would be definitely be doable. Well, and it's an election year for a lot of people, mm -hmm. so these people may be 
marching in a parade to support a candidate or a party that they feel strongly for. So, right. Yeah, I can understand. Yeah, so that's yeah. hard, but um, definitely we'll be at the Porter County Fair, so mm -hmm. we'll be advertising things out there. We've been. And the you can, you're signing people up. Uh, yeah, we're signing people up to. Um, we register them to vote, and we mm -hmm. also show them the vote mobile completely set up, so mm -hmm. that they can see what it yeah. would look like and walk them through that. Typically, um, the directors will code an election, like a fun election. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, anything about oh, political yeah. party. Although I mean, we get all that. It's but like SpongeBob versus Elmo. <laughs> <laughs> no SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah, we like to do like, you know, what's your favorite fair animal? What's your favorite fair uh -huh. food? What's your favorite yeah. fair ride? That's awesome. Yeah. Um, what's your, what day do you like to come? Things like that. What. What are you going to see at the grandstand? All mm -hmm. things like that. And then we give that information to the fair board. Lady A, that's who I'm going to see at the grandstand. <laughs> They're coming. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so, real quick, we talk, I've said it a few times, it is an election year. You are on the ballot. And right now, um, the ballots are now closed. Well, primary ballots are primary closed. Accepting, right. So, we'll go through a primary. And you're in a race where you're the Democrat on the ticket. There is no Republican. Right. So, after the primary, there can be a Republican still put on that ticket, correct? Yes. The party the chairman, chairman? The party chairman, if there's any vacancies on the ballot, they have the opportunity to fill that vacancy by appointing someone, and um, that has to be done by July 5th, I believe. And that okay. doesn't always happen, but we have a few uncontested races here mm -hmm. in Porter County, which after the primary may or may not turn into contested races. So it's kind of interesting, right. and I just, you know, I, something I didn't know, and that's why, I, I mean, I knew it. For the last few years, but I didn't know prior, so I, I wanted to bring that up too. Mm -hmm. And and we're still, uh, as far as I know, still accepting or looking for applicants to fill uh, Councilman Bob Paparod's seat, which right, again is the caucus. district one in mm -hmm. Dublin. Right. We talked about that last week, but just throwing it out there again because uh, I know they're still looking for people that are interested in, in running. Right, for that. and you have to live in that district mm -hmm. and be a Democrat and be a Democrat. Yes. Correct. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's kind of that'll be interesting to see that as well. Mm -hmm. um, so what else is uh, what else you got going on in the clerk's office? Um, well, we're getting a new child support program statewide, so we're currently in training for that. Um, that'll be interesting to say the least. But we does it look easier, or better, worse? It looks better. Um, it's more app-like. Oh, good. So okay. right now, for anyone who knows way back when, they're. The program looks like a DOS program. So it's got like a green screen yes, from the middle. Like Word Perfect, <laughs> like before Microsoft Word, like Word Perfect, like that's what it looks wow. like. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It is hard to utilize. It's very hard to navigate. Um, so the new program is more modern and it is something mm -hmm. that people can follow mm -hmm. a lot easier. So I think that'll be um, less time consuming for those who come in to pay in person. Mm -hmm. uh, we did open it up. When I came into office, you could pay your child support only at the juvenile center and they're closed from 12 to 1. So a lot of oh. people who would want to pay on their lunch break, wow. they don't have that option. So we opened oh. up um, child support payments at the Valparaiso Courthouse and then also at Portage recently. But you can't do those online or? Yes, you can pay online. Can you can have a garnish out of your paycheck. You oh. Can, oh, wow. There's lots of options. Don't want to hear it. I personally don't want to hear those options. <laughs> but you still have, you know, I have four kids and they don't. Yeah, there's still some that either they're waiting for it to begin getting garnished from their check or they just prefer to pay in cash okay. in person. So we have the opportunities and, you know, the easiest way we can make it, the better. Mm -hmm. Do you have uh, uh, someone that collects money at the 4D as well mm -hmm. over at the old jail? So you have a per person. Well, no, not at, one, not at 157. Not you don't. Oh, okay. Jail. No, that's where <clears> the um, child support prosecutor is. 
Just the prosecutor. They don't do any collections of payments. Or no, nope. that's okay. You have to go to the juvenile detention center or the Bible courthouse or pay online or Porter's courthouse. Man, you are a wealth of knowledge. You've got a lot. <laughs> She's the clerk extraordinaire. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> now, I, I, how long did it take you to start feeling a little bit more comfortable when you when you first came in? That must have been eyes wide open. Oh my goodness, what did I get myself <laughs> into? Oh, right? Yeah. Absolutely, especially because you, when you walk in. It's an election year. Mm -hmm. So I walked in and the candidate filing started three days later. <laughs> and at that point in time, it was a little um, confusing as to, you know, elections offices responsible for up to a certain line and then voter mm -hmm. registration is responsible right. for a certain line and trying to figure out which where that line was. And wow. then at the same time, that was when we were going, um, we had VSTOP in, which is um, the state, one of the state regulatory. Uh, entities because we were still trying because to Because we had a mess in 2018 <laughs> on election. So you had to take over after the messiest election I'm sure Porter County's seen in many, many years. Maybe even the state. Uh, yes. Maybe. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I was on that ballot. It was a mess. <laughs> as soon as they declared the winner, I had a phone call from the Secretary of State's office and letting me know when conference calls would start to begin wow. this process. Wow. So we had an audit that January and the, I had to work with, I was summoned down to a couple different meetings in Indianapolis before I ever even actually took office. Wow. Well, and just to tell everybody, for those that don't know, the, the results had taken about two weeks to get us. There was, was a week and a half or something. Yeah, it was, it was I remember that yeah. night waiting up for results. I wanted to hear that we might find out in the next couple of days. And yeah. it just went yeah. on and on yeah. and on. It was, and as a candidate, right. I mean, you're, right. you're like, right. oh my goodness, I just want to know one yeah. way or the other. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, thank yeah. you for fixing that mess. <laughs> <laughs> it was... Um, so yeah, when you first walk in, it's um, definitely um, mind-blowing, mm -hmm. so really you just have to pick one. To wow. Pick a project. There's enough of them, and elections won. So <laughs> we started quick with new equipment, we started quick with... That's um, right, the new equipment, yeah, that yeah. we allocated. It's been, yeah. a, it's been a whirlwind. I mean, to be honest, it's been a whirlwind three, three now, years. Now, do you get phone calls from other states or other counties asking how you do this or how you do that? Yeah, we um, definitely, throughout the counties, we have a statewide clerk spread that um, is an email, and so if somebody has mm -hmm. a question about something, they put it through there. Mm -hmm. um, when we were looking to go to online campaign finance reports, um, I worked with our legislators here in Porter County mm -hmm. to be able to get that passed for candidates, local candidates, to be able to submit their campaign finance online as opposed mm -hmm. to just having to hand write everything or whatever. State candidates have been able to do it for a number of years. Oh, okay. So they all wanted to know, you know, which program I was using, who was mm -hmm. doing it. So we actually mm -hmm. um, led the, we led with the, um, with the developers to That's create awesome. our forms. And then other oh. counties have been joined in oh. um, with our vote mobile. We've had a couple counties that are now replicating it almost to a T. <laughs> oh, no kidding. Wow. It says Porter County on the side. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely Porter County is becoming known. Um, I sit on the association. Um, our director, Sunday, she sits on the Voter Registration Association. Mm -hmm. So we are being asked to be a larger part of the plan statewide we're part of that that's impressive good yeah. well because we know we've talked about the sheriff is you know the our our auditor yeah. now our clerk mm -hmm. it's it's really it's nice we it's always thought what a great community to be in great community to represent really and and here's just another example of that yeah and it's you know. exciting um 
myself and one other clerk are on the federal elections committee. That's wow. cool. Oh, yeah. we, I got questions for that. <laughs> so I'm not we can that. always bring Jessica back, you know, because <laughs> absolutely. Um, but should we, yeah, I guess yeah, we'll yeah. wrap this up here. Uh, this was the uh, Porter County Buzz, uh, WVLP Community Radio at 103.1 FM. And I'm Greg Sims, the co-host. Andy Bozak. And our special guest today was... Jessica Bailey. There Porter County Clerk. Absolutely. And don't forget to vote. Don't forget to uh, look out for our new voting centers, which should hopefully uh, get in place. And uh, we look forward to some exciting things coming down our way. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you.